to the Man in the Black Suit podcast. Hello, everybody. How are you today? I am doing really well, Pam. Had a busy, busy day. (laughs) Are you doing okay? I'm getting uh, stressed because I still haven't packed for my trip yet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have complete faith in you. You know what you're going to take. For for those of you listening who haven't heard... Pam is heading tomorrow morning to the land of SR, um, up to Toronto, not even the land of SR, the city of SR. And uh, she's going there for the Toronto International Film Festival. So not only will SR be in the midst, but fabulous uh, actors and producers and directors will be mulling around in the streets uh, that she will have a chance to... uh, hopefully see and you've gotten some tickets uh, yes we did i'm so excited what are you planning to uh, attend uh well unfortunately we could not get a star is born that oh. is completely sold out and they have it that's showing, not surprising and they have it showing for public about three times uh over this weekend and i think they're coming in again next weekend to do a couple shows um we're going to see, let me pull up my little wallet doohickey here, mm-hmm. um, Outlaw King that has Chris Pine in it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I forgot that he's in it. He's mm-hmm. so great. This changes everything. That'll and be I, good. And I think that um, Meryl Street might be a part of that. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Uh, the, the front runner. Awesome. And the public. So that should be. And uh, got two tickets for Hotel Mumbai with Army Hammer. And uh. if we can get another one at the uh, box office, we're going to do that. Oh, my gosh. If you yes. see Army Hammer, I'm going to lose it. I'm just saying. He's he's awesome. I, so alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know MJ saw him. In person, and she said he was very, very, very kind. Like all the good things that uh, you would hope someone 
would be. She said he was. So very exciting. Yes. I know so. Joni says, sounds so fun, Pam. I know, Joni, right? Don't you just want to jump in the, on a, in the car or go on an airplane to uh, up to Toronto with her? It's going to be so much fun. I will be looking for Argyle socks, bow ties, mm-hmm. um, and a scotch drinking fox. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. As, some, as my hairdresser said to me today, um, well, just think, he could be standing right next to you anywhere and you wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> I know, which is kind of fabulous in a way. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, um, as much as I would love to be able to, you know, after going to author events and author signings and being able to talk to some of these brilliant authors, um, and very gracious authors. There is a part of me that's like, uh, I wish we could have a chance to talk um, face-to-face with the author, with SR. But, you know, there's another part of me that's like, you go. Like, good for you. Live on your own terms. Write on your own terms. You got to. And, you know, kudos kudos to SR. Yes. And I think it was Judith mentioned something about do you think you'll get to see him and I said well I have Timmy's coffee and scotch (laughs) maybe I can entice him out of the hobbit hole (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it but he was just leaving and and Samia wants to make sure that he takes care of her doppelganger that's right. That's right. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. So it should be fun. <laughs> and I am hoping that one of my traveling companions does not get her cat sitter. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we got a few announcements coming up. Um, I know Gabriel's Inferno podcast should be coming up soon. Uh, Betty and Perling haven't put out a date yet. Uh, they still have to do part of Chapter 5. So uh, we'll see what happens with there with that. Uh, Trilogia de Gabrielle uh, will be on on Saturdays at, at 3 p.m. Mexico time. Noites so and Florencia are taking a bit of a break. And then when they come back, that will be exciting. That's Andarda and uh, Samia. Uh, Noches Influencia is actually going to be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. New York time. And they will have special guest, SR. And he uh. they will be doing English, Spanish, and Spanglish. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's going to be cool. Yeah. What yeah. time is that again? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern time. Right. Mm. And he'll be there till, till 9. He'll, I don't know if I can it. swing that, but if I can, I will. If not, I might try and listen on the rebroadcast. But yeah, it's so much I'm, fun when he's there live. Joni, are you, do you think you're going to be able to join that tomorrow? I'm just curious. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sneak in the chat room when I can. That would be good. Yeah. 
maybe so exciting. sitting next to me typing on something. <laughs> I know. Are you um, planning to go anywhere in um, some of the hearts? That's funny, Joni. Honest to goodness, the Eagles are playing tomorrow night, and my husband and I might be at a bar. Not even lying. That's so funny. <laughs> Joni, mm-hmm. we can both be on our phones together. <laughs> She says the Eagles play LOL. And she says, I'm going to try, though. I, <laughs> me too. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I also have a phone call scheduled at 7 o'clock with my traveling compadres for this 50 states before 50 because we're trying to wrap our arms around our upcoming trip. I actually had a work trip mm-hmm. going um, that uh, I have to go to Austin, Texas, um, the great Longhorn State, the Lone mm-hmm. Star State, um, in deep October. In so deep in the heart, clap clap of mm-hmm. Texas, right? And right. Uh, so we have to try and plan that out. Hey, SC. Hi, SC Martin. How are you today? So we should see if if, if I can uh, join. But yeah, if you're I'll in be Austin. thinking of you, Joni. <laughs> if it, I'm in Austin, yeah, do you I have any tips? I can go see my old boss, uh, Dave Hendricks. He just uh, really? founded a company down there. Yeah. Very and cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the information uh, offline. Yeah. That would be fun. He's and SC fun says, guy. hi, He's ladies. How's everyone? Excellent. We are well tonight. SC, um, we were just talking about Pam's preparations to go to the land of SR in Toronto. She leaves tomorrow morning. I'm very jealous and very excited for her. Yeah, well, you're on there my next trip. Trust me. <laughs> uh, we're, you asked what else we were planning on doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to try to hit uh, the Art Gallery of Ontario and, and Royal Ontario Museum. We may get over to the distillery if one of my traveling companions can Ooh. put her... My gluten-free, dairy-free menu, <laughs> uh, and get a salad or something. Um, then, uh, SR suggested we try Chinatown, and maybe we'll work that in. And depending upon how everything goes on Sunday, because we have, I think, our movies at twelve thirty on Sunday, we may mm-hmm. go over to Niagara Falls for the rest of the day. Maybe I think that's so cool. Yeah. Oh. So, I've only been to Toronto once when I was 15 years old singing uh, in a choral adjudication competition. And it was just a beautiful, I remember it being so clean. I felt like I could eat off of the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And I was so impressed with how kind everybody was and the beauty of the city, the diversity of people and the positive energy there. Yeah, um, so and, and it's very exciting. And Essie said she's been trying to get her husband to go there with her for some time. It's on her bucket list. My so, husband was raised cool. in Toronto. He was born in um, Mount Kisco, New York, and his father got transferred. So he mm-hmm. lived there for about 15, 16 years, went to high school there. And uh, we went up, oh, gosh, I guess... I'm going to say about 22 years ago, we went together, mm-hmm. and he showed me around where he grew up. 
he grew up in the it was Mississauga Port Credit and when he lived there his house which we found the closest neighbor was five miles away wow the he there are much closer neighbors now they they built it up quite a bit from when he lived there mm -hmm. and he always regaled me with stories in the in his backyard there was a, a creek in the winter time that would uh freeze over and they would skate down to lake ontario and they'd have lunch halfway down and then you know be back in time for dinner mm -hmm. <laughs> so i yeah. love it yes and i remember talking to sr about it one time and he knows the area and uh he said yeah it has built up quite a bit in the years so not surprising though you and know. then the last time I was there was, I guess, about 15 years ago. Uh, we, My sister, brother-in-law, and my uncle and I took a vacation, went to Niagara Falls for a few days, and then we were going to Quebec. So we decided we were going to do the drive in one day, not realizing that when we left at 11 o'clock in the morning from Niagara Falls, we did would get into Quebec at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> that was interesting. And we, we stopped in Toronto for lunch. And oh, that, that would be great. That was the last time I was in Toronto. And the only time I was in Montreal was for dinner on that same excursion. <laughs> so anyway, so it's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, now with the announcements, um, mm -hmm. the Man in the Black Suit, and I think some of the Florentine series, is going to be um, translated. I don't know what language is yet, and I bet you any amount of money, SR will make that announcement tomorrow night. But that's just a hunch. Oh, and, that would be great, and that would make yeah. perfect sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he'll be talking to the Spanish-speaking uh, population. Mm -hmm. And they're starting with the prince. So. That's so cool. So I kind of would happens. like to read the Spanish and see if I could follow it. Well, you know what's really neat is the prince in Spanish is a paperback. Really? Yeah. And, and in English, you can only get it on your Kindle. Right. So. Right. I did not realize that. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, the other great news is that Passion Flicks has gotten the options for a Gabriel series movie. So on either in our Twitter feed or in SR's Twitter feed, there's a link on how to sign up for Passion Flicks if you haven't. Um, SR has also wrote a episode for Julia and Gabriel that's going to be a part of a fan fiction compilation uh, benefiting babies at the border. There are, I think, four or five charities. The ACLU was one, um, uh, a couple of children's organizations, and, and I forget, I, I was looking at them actually yesterday. So, And if you donate $10 to any of the charities, you will receive a copy of that compilation. 
So that that's going to be pretty cool. And I you, said this for several weeks. I still need to get on the stick. I have got because to do that. They're going to be cutting off donations pretty soon, from what I understand. I know. I know. I have to do it. And if you, you know, it just ten dollars, and you can uh, email. It tells you to email the people at Babies at the Border, and they'll res they respond right away. They're very good, and tell you that thank you. You're involved in this. I know that they also have some book giveaways included with that. Some published authors have donated their books, and they will pick it out from they they pick a winner from their feed. Uh, mm -hmm. The as of last night, they've raised over $6,000. That's tremendous. Yeah, that is tremendous. And, you know, it, it's it's such an important cause. I mean, there's over 500 children that have not been reunited with their parents. And God knows how they're going to do it in some cases. Because some of them are infants and they really, infants don't really talk too much. So. <laughs> well, and I was just, um, I, I just think it, it's a worthy cause and great authors and, you know, I just, I definitely want to support it. I, I've, uh, not been able to even read the first installment of the fan fiction that he wrote. So, um, is on our Twitter feed. I, yeah, I know. I know. It's just, um, I need to get to that. I am very excited about that prospect. Um, just reading something under his, uh, initial pseudonym um sebastian Robichaud. sebastian Robichaud is very exciting to me um and i'm so excited about the translations as well sc had said that her mom will be really happy with the spanish translations so yeah. um i yeah I'm, I'm very hopeful my my plate is pretty full right now so i'm <laughs> i'm trying to manage and uh, understand all the reading all the reading i can uh some of you know my caregiving for my mother now who's living with us so it adds a, an extra an extra level of uh, activity um, but I have to say I still keep reading and I've uh, right now I'm in the midst of the whole uh, driven uh, series thanks to passion flicks I've uh, decided I was going to read it before I watched it and I think and, they, uh, I think they're doing was what is it fueled and something else? Fueled and crashed. Yeah, they're doing the whole. Are they doing the whole trilogy? That's what I thought I saw a couple days ago. I am very hopeful. I know the fans want it because you don't. You know, you want to have the whole complete uh, work. And mm -hmm. I know, based on Twitter and based on social media that people are nuts about this series. They are so happy with the way it has translated to the screen mm -hmm. from the book. And I have to tell you, that makes me so excited with the prospect of what can be done with the Gabriel series. Yeah, it's going um, to be, be awesome. It's going to be tremendous. It's really going to be tremendous. So, and just as an FYI, there have been no um, castings yet. Uh, three uh, people that people wanted for Gabriel, Gandhi, um, Cavill, and mm -hmm. Thomas Bowdoin. Yeah. They, they're not in the running for the for that. 
for whatever. Well, and that makes sense. I mean, I please don't get me wrong. I adore David Gandy. He is he is excellent at what he does, and he he definitely has the look of Gabriel. But you know, I don't think he has that the acting um, chops um, that is required for the film. Plus, I mean, we're talking he's an elite he's an elite model, and Henry Cavill, obviously in in the stratosphere as well. Um, and Tom Bowden. So I think they may be looking at um, maybe some newbies or maybe some undiscovered or maybe somebody who's been playing um, in quieter venues. But um, I'm excited because as Essie mentioned that she loved Driven and it was well done. So um, I'm really glad to hear it uh, because this just gives me a lot of a lot of hope and excitement on what they're going to be able to do with the event, with and the um, with the series, with the content. True. true. And I think they they're uh, talking about starting the script this fall. So that's where we are at the moment. Very exciting. And they're going to have a re reading of Gabriel, right? Have yes. we talked? I'm I'm not sure. I think MJ is putting that together with Nina. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure when that's starting. So if, if you haven't signed up for SR's Fox Den, or if you're not in the Argyle Empire Facebook sites, get yourselves attached to that. And mm-hmm. there'll be uh, definitely uh, announcements there as well as on Twitter. So Most definitely. Most definitely. We all want, we want everyone to be involved in this um this exciting time um, for our, our author. I mean, not everybody gets to see their work made into um, into true. a series. So it's it's quite exciting. And I think it also bodes well for his other his other stories and characters. True. So very, very true. I'm hope I'm hoping to see Nicholas and Acacia and I definitely want to see Raven and William. I mean, oh my gosh, the the lush imagery the, I have in my head for that Florentine series. The uh, opportunities are endless for these yes. for these characters. So Absolutely. Yeah. So with with that said, I think we should turn our attention now to chapter twenty four. What do you think, Pam? I think so. Uh, we know uh, Cassia is at Nicholas's parents' home after escaping from uh, her attackers and uh, having been through so much um, that she needed to get out of Paris for her safety. And she found some refuge at, uh, thanks uh, in part to Nicholas. Um, they had a lovely dinner. Uh, he opened up and showed her the beautiful art gallery that was um, on her parents uh, was in uh, the family uh, and had actually had the opportunity to view um, not only all the work that they have but to see the very moving uh, tribute to what happened the night of Riva's murder and so they've they've gone through a lot together um they've experienced a lot together as it is 
So after the midnight swim that Acacia took and she came back. And her matching, yes, and her matching underwear. I love how Asaro pays attention to the lingerie. He gets points for that. Um, (laughs) uh, We are now at the next morning. And as chapter 24 opens, Nicholas announces that he has to go to Greece. And he wants to go, he wants Acacia to go with him. This is a business trip. So we asked SR, why Greece? Why did you select Santorini as a setting? And he said that Santorini is an incredible place. I thought it would be interesting to explore it and to introduce it to readers. And obviously, those of you who have listened to us on the podcast before know that um, my mother's side of the family is Greek. And I studied abroad in Athens. And my daughter studied abroad in Athens this past spring. And... I went bonkers when we learned that Greece was one of the settings for this book. I was so, so very excited about it. Um, And the fact that he selected Santorini, which is one of my favorite places on the planet, um, was like the cherry on the cake, Uh, cherry on top of the sundae. Bucket list, definitely, Pam. Um, SC says, have a good one, ladies. She has to go to open house tonight. Uh Oh, SC, thanks for joining us. Thank Hope you, Open House goes really night. well. Have a great week. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Or even tomorrow night if you can join the other podcast. Um, so Nicholas wants Acacia to accompany him on this business trip. But she's really wary of Nicholas. She'll go back to Paris. Um, that's what her plan was. Even though her place is uninhabitable... Uh, because it had been ransacked. And Nicholas reminds her of that fact, but she said she'll just, she'll stay with friends. She, she just, she, she kind of did not um, even like the idea of uh, accompanying him on a business trip. So an irritated Nicholas reminds her that people are after her and wants her to wait until he find the men who attacked her. So, Acacia kept the conversation moving and didn't want to dwell on that point. So she said, asked him if Marcel's journal was helpful. Nicholas says that his, he has people looking at it. And currently it's not a help because Mar- Marcel had wrote in shorthand. Um, and that made Acacia wonder why the men wanted it so badly. Um, you know, it it's kind of was written in a code, if you recall, and she was trying to um, figure out why they wanted this this document um, when people can't even un- decipher what it's saying. Nicholas had told her that she was welcome to stay at the house um, while he was away. You know, he's he he wasn't going to push the issue, um, but he did say he could really truly use her help, and this intrigued Acacia. Nicholas reiterated what he told her at KLH. He needed an executive assistant. He needed an interpreter. Um, and his current uh, staff person is, was unavailable. He said it would be a short trip for a few days, and it would give her a taste, an idea as to what he actually does. She was actually surprised um, by this and asked if he still wanted her to accompany him. She felt that it was not a good idea for them to work together. 
And, you know, reading that point, I, I kept going back and forth. Like, what's, what's going on with her? Um, why doesn't she want to work with him? Is, is she still not trusting him? Is she starting to feel an attraction for him and feeling that a working relationship would be inappropriate based on this attraction? Um, it's tough to say. I think it's a combination of both. I do too. I agree. You know, like, Jenny, I, think... I don't know if you, I don't know if you have a strong opinion one way or the other on that point, but I'm, uh, I'm really curious as to, I think there's definitely was the mistrust that she's still um, getting over from their initial reaction, their initial meeting. I also think she just does not trust people implicitly anyway. So it's kind of those, both of those forces working. And then she has this, oh, he's, he's rather attractive. And he's being so kind to the people at his parents' home. And he's displaying these, these qualities that she did not see when she initially met him. So I think there's a little bit of both going on. Um, so Nicholas continued um, pressing her. He reminded her that he thought they were allies. She responded that they were, but she really needed to focus on a long-term position. See, Walter agrees. Uh, Nicholas had just offered her one, he said. He needs the executive assistant, um, especially since his current assistant was having a difficult pregnancy and was on bed rest and could not travel with him. And he also, you know, he was in full sales mode here. He's like, besides, it would look better on your CV that you resigned your position at the Victoire than to um, find out that she was let go. He also said she'd be well paid. And he raised the issue that security would be with them. He also said that separate accommodations would be made and she would probably have time to explore um, wherever they were in Greece. I'm and as Joni said, as Joni said, she has so much, there's so much for her to process. And that is the truth. That I mean, that true. is a lot to lay on someone. <laughs> you know, first of all, she just was attacked. She was whisked away out of Paris to this unknown place in this gorgeous place. And then she wakes up and is told, oh, I'm going to Greece. Could you come with me? This would be a great way for you to have a trial run at the uh, job that I'm offering you like <laughs> it's a uh, lot to it's a lot to take on uh, and I, we had asked SR about this we'd asked SR why does Acacia resist the job offer um, and SR responded for Acacia and her work she's not sure she should trust Nicholas he's already lied to her about his identity and she's not sure how deep the subterfuge goes as well, she's concerned about becoming beholden to him. But she is attracted to him, certainly. And her stay at his parents' home certainly is a turning point for her. So, and dun, Joni, dun, dun, dun. And Joni <laughs> says, maybe Nicholas feels like he is too good to be true. He seems it to me, Joni. <laughs> Sign me up. I think all boyfriends <laughs> are like that. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm happy to accompany him. <laughs> and she said maybe she feels Nicholas is too good to be true. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I I agree. Understandable. I I definitely. He does seem to be at this point, right? I Hell mean, yeah. All handsome, I know is that I would sign kind, up. gentlemanly, gorgeous, beautiful. I would home. sign him for this job in a heartbeat. <laughs> I know. Where do whether, I sign? Whether anything came out of a relationship with him or not, just the ability to travel and have nice wardrobe and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would do that. Of course, I don't I speak would... any other languages except Pig Latin, so that kind of cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it would... <laughs> Thank you, grandfather. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Seriously, <It's> name. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's least it's not op. My mother taught my son how to speak an op. And I still can't speak it. Oh so, my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so, but so Acacia didn't really want to feel ungrateful, but she wanted to know how long her apartment would take. He told her there was a lot of damage to the walls and the kitchen, and it would take a few more days. But she she could call the the contractor after breakfast. So he's pouring himself coffee, and he looks over to Cases and Acacia's, and he notices that her coffee was kind of more of a mocha color. And yeah, he always says, "I always thought you drank black coffee." So she told Acacia, uh, "Not at breakfast." And so he's sitting there with this gorgeous brioche, I'm sure, and slathering it with lots of butter and apricot jam. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned in my travels, in, in Paris, your breakfast coffee is usually with milk, usually like a cafe au lait or a cafe crema. Um, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sounds and, so delicious. <laughs> Spain's the same way. You, you, can, you get cafe leche. Mm-hmm. And in Italy, you get either a cafe latte, cappuccino, and the black mm-hmm. coffee is always, usually after 11.30, you, mm-hmm. it, it's sacrilege to drink anything with milk in it. It's got to be black coffee. Of course, I would put Sambuca in it, but that's neither, neither here nor there. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. Uh-huh. And if you do a little twist of lemon, that's, uh, I think, the Sicilian version of espresso. I love espresso with a twist. Mm-hmm. I tried that the uh, I was at a business dinner with a colleague of mine who had been stationed abroad, and he asked for an espresso after the meal with a twist of lemon, and it was really delicious. I so. think the acid in the lemon sort of cuts the bitterness a little bit in the coffee. Not that espresso is bitter. Right, it's it's magic. Yeah, really, really good. Oh, you're making me thirsty. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Ikasi is thinking about things, and she's like, she said, "I don't think I could go back to the Victoire," uh, which was a wise decision, according to Nicholas. And he told her that um, when she writes her resignation letter, that she should tell them she's accepted a job with Paris CI 
and will be starting immediately. When she questioned him what that was, he told her it was a office, one of the offices of his, one of his wealth management companies, and her contract would be with them, and they would immediately apply for her work permit and put in for an EU blue card. Uh, yeah, so she has the job offer on the table. So that, which is amazing, and you know what. I'm regretting now. I, we should have asked SR. Maybe we could do this next week. What the CI stood for in Paris CI? Okay. I'll just to you know. Circle that. <laughs> just, just a little. When um, I run into him in Toronto this week, I'll ask. Yes, yes. When you see <laughs> when you see him at the Toronto International <laughs> Film Festival, can yes, Miss Jetsetter, <laughs> going up to uh, hobnob with the stars. Yes, hobnob. <laughs> <laughs> to see the hometown boy, Bradley, which I'm going to miss. I know. I can't get tickets. You never anyway, know. You never know. Right. You might I'm see sure him or you least expect it. will be watching the Eagles game tomorrow. Anyway. You know what? Truthfully, mm-hmm. you have to see when the screening is. Because if he's in town, he might be at a bar watching it. He's, he's probably going to be at a, the game, though, is my guess. Um, he's pretty diehard. He, yeah, he is. He um, is an alcoholic, and he does not, he's been sober, I think I read, since right before Wedding Crashers, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And, That's true. And so, I, he might be around, but I don't know. You never know, though. Depends That's upon true. how comfortable with his sobriety he is, whether he'd be yes, or not. Yes, it depends on where, where on yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. So when she que- uh, she questioned him about the office, and she and she's excited because now she has a job offer on the table, so she can send that idiot, Mr. <laughs> Roy, at the Vitois her resignation. Right. Uh, so she's now sitting, just enjoying the scenery around her, the Alps with their snow-capped mountains, with the wispy, barely wispy clouds floating around them um and she's thinking the mountains didn't have to worry about employment or supporting her mother mm-hmm. or persistent swiss businessmen who enjoy copious amounts of apricot jam on their brioche which by the way <laughs> if you're gonna have a brioche that's the best way to have it anyway oh my gosh <laughs> so nicola reminded her that last night's uh she had told him he needed new friends and asked said be my friend Acacia oh Um, I love that I know I'd be his friend uh huh so would I I'd be more than friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, yeah I like that persistent Swiss businessman love that (laughs) (laughs) I agree Joni definitely (laughs) So she asked if he was always friendly with his assistants. Great question. Mm-hmm. He said that his current assistant has worked for him for 10 years, and he was to be godfather to her baby. So I immediately thought the movie Godfather and Marlon uh-huh. on that one, but, you know, what can I tell you? And then, of course, there's the Al Pacino portion of the godfather yes 
So he, he's, you know, you don't look like a godfather. So he lifts his arms over his head and he asks if I'm not tall enough. Being a little snarky there. And this made Acacia laugh because he was six foot three, three. Tall by some, but not too tall. It was about the height of my the late grade. And, Aww. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that tall. Oh, yeah. All the, he oh, was the Pam, shortest, I love it. He was the shortest of the males in his family. Oh, my his gosh. His brother and his father uh, were about an inch to two inches taller. Aww. Yeah, my sister-in-law is like six foot two. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, Nicholas told her that they would make a great team, and she kind of relented because he had had to help her with the attack and the house and and. So she said she'll help him. But after Greece, she wants to go home to Paris. Nicholas was fine with that, and he would take her to Paris himself. And then yeah. at this point, Acacia told Nicholas that she would sign the contract. But she did not want to be paid. And now Nicholas wasn't happy about that at all. Um, Acacia wanted to make sure they worked out. I still um, want to be paid for my time. You know what? I, this is the one, and this is the one thing I just could not understand. I could not wrap my brain around it. Now, and this is where I also thought she must really be feeling attraction for to him if she didn't want to be paid for this, because you, even during a trial period of any job, you are still paid for the work. You're paid for training periods. So I was thinking. This, to me, is telling her that she's feeling more than an employee obligation, in my, in my estimation. I think so, subconsciously she is. Right, right. Maybe not, you know, not out and, you know, out for everyone to see. And maybe she didn't even realize it. Maybe she wouldn't even admit it to herself. But um, Regardless, Nicholas wasn't happy about that. And Acacia just said, look, I want to make sure that, that this works. Nicholas doubted that there would be a problem because he had seen how she worked in Paris. And Acacia countered that she did so well that he asked for Marcel, which I love because that was a little snarky on her part. <laughs> and, you know, Nicholas said, look, I, I, I had to ask for him because he was the contact that I had established. And she then suggested, um, or then he had also mentioned uh, the great example of the donation of items that he had bought for Silka. And, you know, she retorted that they brought thousands of euros um, for the work. And he said, see, we already work well together, which I'm sure probably burned her biscuits, as my friend Rachel used to say. Um, she was like, oh, that is a good example, but I'm not going to admit to that. So she did acquiesce and said she would sign the contract, um, but she did not want to be paid until they returned from Greece. And he, um, in very efficient business-like way, said he'd have Madame Bishop draw up the contract. He also told her that Juliet had the number of the contractor, so she could speak with the contractor directly because that had been a very big concern of hers. Um, and then he raised the issue of the wardrobe. Um, he was very clear that she would need a wardrobe um, as his personal assistant. She would need formal wear as well as business attire. 
And she may also want to get athletic wear since they would be in Santorini and they may go to the beach if he is fortunate. I love that. Oh, my God. after my own heart. I know, I know, Pam, you and I were in search of the endless summer, always, 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 since it's the first week in September, and I'm in gross gross denial. Um, So, Acacia, and I love, of course, he wants beach attire, he already, he already got a glimpse of the goods, Mm. if you know what I mean, from the midnight swim the other week, the other night, (laughs) yes, so he, you know, but you know, stepping back from the book, this is not completely unusual or unexpected. If there is that requirement that you need to be, look a certain way, especially in this kind of an environment, mm-hmm. I could, I didn't think that was an outlandish request, no. especially, especially in light of the fact she fled Paris and pretty much threw what she could grab and ran out of the city. So, Icacia well, had, I also you know, think- had concerns but you know <laughs> well i also think what? that you know the position he is in and the position he is offering her i think mm-hmm. in a lot of those cases there are clothing allowances given right uh, because let's face it no matter how good the salary is when you're spending five or six hundred dollars on a suit for a business meeting right that's a lot of money right so. exactly so, Acacia had wondered if this was a typical task. Nicholas said that they had to make a certain impression, and it's one that he would gladly pay for. His assistant has had a generous clothing allowance. Um, and he said, look, you, you were a concierge. This should not be a difficult task for you. Acacia told him that they usually do not have a personal shopper. And he told her to think of it as a new skill, which I just, I just laughed. I loved, I loved that. He had a line of credit at several boutiques in Geneva, and Juliet could give her a list and could accompany her. And of course, you know, insert the scene from Pretty Woman, right? When uh, the character that Julia Roberts plays is doing all the trying on the clothes. That's mm-hmm. that's where my mind went to on this. Except obviously, Acacia is not a hooker. Right. Um, so Kurt was also going to accompany them to uh, for security. Um, Nicholas said he was headed to Zurich this morning and would, be, would not be back until late, and that they would leave for Santorini in the morning. Cassia asked if there was a place where she could practice her martial arts, um, and Joni said she just thought of Pretty Woman too. I know, like I can remember the montage of her trying on all the clothes, and we loved all love the outfit with the brown, with the white polka dots and the hat for the, you know. Anyway, I digress. So, she asked um, about finding a place she could practice, and he asked, planning a workout, Mademoiselle. She said she tries to practice every day. Don't you? And uh, I'm sure they're both thinking of all kinds of workouts that could be uh, accomplished here. He commented that was a very good point. And of course, being in this beautiful property, um, he noted that there was a small gym that should suit her. Um, Juliet could show her when she was ready and she thanked him. Nicholas then touched her shoulder and told her that he was looking forward to working with her. He's gonna miss 
I know. And she watched her attractive new employer walk away. And that's when you know she's like, she's going to miss him. (laughs) Yes. She is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. I know. I know. The attraction grows. It does. So Nicholas gets back. This is chapter 25. And it's late Mm -hmm. at night. And he stood in the hall outside his bedroom at his parents' house. And he had just returned to the house. He walked by the pool, hoping that Acacia was awake to join him for a swim. And he paused outside her room. And he's kind of listening to see if he can hear anything. But there was no noise coming from her room. And then he thought how strong she was. You know, the strongest with Mm -hmm. the exception of his sister. And he gazed at Reva's doors. He was thinking about that. Her room was adjacent to Acacia's. And he had not been in the room for a very long time. He walked to the door, pushing it open, walked in. And they, a lot of her things sort of left like she was coming back. He turned on the light. And he saw how clean it was. Juliet and the staff could keep all the rooms pristine and Reva's was no exception and he saw the artwork on her easel mm-hmm. it was just ready yeah like ready she would be walking back in yeah uh, that tugged at my heart yeah that that little that scene tugged at my heart it reminds me of my great-grandmother's bedroom Mm-hmm. When I was growing up in the house that we lived in, my great grandmother actually had bought the house. Her only cha- daughter, uh, my grandmother, lived there, married there, had her children there. And when mm-hmm. she got sick, my mom, sister, dad, and myself moved in with them, and my mother took care of Nana. And we were not allowed to go into grandmommy's room which was pristine to the hairbrush and the dresser all set up oh god i will i know we always snuck in there we were so bad (laughs) but that's not uncommon no it's really not not uncommon so nicholas carried several burdens around from her death if he hadn't rushed to rushed her, she would might still be alive. If he had been hadn't been so eager for her to meet his fiance, she might still be oh. alive. Uh, Terry, the security guard, had survived and provided a lot of information about the culprits. His guilt kept him from looking at her portrait, and he had sworn revenge. He switched off the light, closed the door walked past Acacia's room to his own. And in walking, he was taking his tie off. It had been a long day when he saw a tall, slim figure floating up the stairs. And Nicholas I was freaked short. out by that. Yeah. I was freaked out by that. I was thinking, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Who and is he, this? What's going on? He looked in semi-darkness in confusion and said, Maman? Dun, 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 dun. And, you know, one of the things we, um, one of the other questions we asked SR 
um, was uh, regarding Acacia and Riva. And we said there are several parallels between Acacia and Riva. Was that intentional from the beginning of your writing process or did the similarities evolve as you wrote the novel? And SR said the similarities between Acacia and Riva are there. They share a commitment to art and accessibility that I think is very important. So, But, you know, it also sounds like they shared a kindness that yes. um, obviously Silka didn't have. But I, I think part of the attraction for Nicholas with Acacia is Riva. Right. You know, because of the, he, she has a lot of Riva's good qualities that he so admired. So. I think so too. I think so too. She has her sensibility, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I just, I loved, I loved the way these two chapters were constructed, mm-hmm. um, and I love the kind of surprise uh, at the end here, like memo. What? Surprise! <laughs> and I'm sure she was just as surprised to see him as he was as to see her. Well, what I laughed at or, or was pictured in my ma- mind is this woman floating up the stairs. I don't know, mm-hmm. is she a ghost? I know. I know. I can't, you kind of thought for a minute there might be some supernatural or paranormal thing uh, that mm-hmm. SR is sliding in. Um, to the book um, it made me want to turn the chapter turn the page and read chapter 26 so we'll yes. be discussing that next week yes we will um, I just have to say in terms of affirmations this week I had a very interesting one yesterday um, that I wanted to mention I took my mother to the bank and this lovely lady my mom was sitting down while I was waiting in line um, kind of taking her place because she was really tired since it's, you know, hotter than Hades in, uh, on the eastern seaboard right now of the U.S. And so this woman came up to me and she said, oh, you are so fortunate that your mother can still walk. I wish my mom could, I wish I could be taking my mother out on trips. She said she just doesn't have the mobility anymore. And it was such a reminder of how people can view situations and situational blessings, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, here sometimes it can be really challenging um, supporting and caregiving for a loved one, as you know firsthand, Pam, um, on many fronts, and I've known on many fronts myself. Um, But it's also a great reminder that, yes, I am lucky. I'm very fortunate that... um, my mother still has mobility and I'm fortunate that I still have her. So, you know, that was a real blessing and I was very grateful for that. I often wish I, I, my mom was still around she died way too young. She was only 69 when she died. Oh my gosh. uh, Too, too soon. Much too soon. She would have gone nuts over my granddaughter. Oh, I know. God, she would have, that that kid would be spoiled, rotten, more so than her grandmother would spoil. I love it. I love it. Speaking of the angel, when do, when do you see her next? Um, Not for, I don't see her this weekend or the next weekend. 
months, I guess, in okay. three weeks. Wow. Yes, because school starts, right? She started second grade today. Oh, my gosh. With her I Jack can't Skeleton believe it. T-shirt. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, and Joni was sharing about her mother who had passed four years ago at age seventy-two. Oh my gosh, Joni, I'm so yeah. sorry to hear that. Very young, very, very young. young. You know, in this day and age, it, it truly is shocking when you hear people passing even in their seventies now because there's so much longevity. Um. But, you know, every day is a gift, and we can't take any day for granted. And, you know, one of the things the doctor, Dr. Fenn was uh, my mother's rheumatologist mm-hmm. and had been with my mom for, oh, Christmas, I think 40 years almost. And she, um, she had told us, my sister and I, that my mom's physical condition because of her rheumatoid arthritis and everything her body was that of an elderly 80 year old so you know and it's amazing what what certain diseases can do to people and rheumatoid arthritis what is a lot more treatable now than it was when she was alive true but um you know she had two artificial hips, two artificial knees, had her toes had to be straightened. All the tendons in her right hand uh, snapped, so her fingers were in a constant... She couldn't lift them up. When she would go to wave, she would push her fingers up with her other hand so she could wave. Um, You know, and one of the things you get with rheumatoid arthritis is, is nodules. You can get them under your skin. You can get them anywhere. And oh, yeah. And for, unfortunately, she got them in her lungs. So for mm. about the last 10 years of her life, she was on an oxygen tank. Oh. So, I mean, it's we had tough. to concentrate. It is. We had a concentrator for her, And she would go on vacation with me. She'd go on vacation with my sister. And we, you know, you packed up the, the concentrator and... and she was okay in the car as long as the air conditioner was on, but we also True. had a, a regular oxygen tank as an emergency. Mm-hmm. So, oh, mm-hmm. so yeah, so you are very lucky. But. Very, very. I I appreciate it. Um, even in the midst of the crazy, I do. So, <laughs> um, and I'm, I appreciate coming and having our time on the podcast and. Very excited that you're heading off to Toronto, and I'm wishing you all the best. I can't wait Thank to you. hear about it, and I can't wait to see pictures and hear stories, and I'm looking forward to the podcast next week. And and, and maybe we'll get a selfie with Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have this vision that wouldn't it be fun if if uh, SR would somehow reveal himself to you and surprise you and... Of course, you would never tell because you'd be, uh, you know, respectful. That's right. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have fun regardless if you uh, run into him or not. Or I could see him, you know, coming somewhere that you are. And then after the fact, going and then reaching out to you and being like, hey, by the way, I was at so-and-so and and I saw you. 
Or do you remember that man you were talking to at dinner? <laughs> That'd be so awesome. That would be. Be oh my gosh. He knows where I'm staying. There's a Tim Hortons on the corner across from the mm. hotel. And uh, he, he knows what theaters I'll be around. So one that's never great. knows. Yeah, that's correct. One never knows. So and my NDA will be signed. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first NDA. Nope. <laughs> It sounds. It sounds very. Uh, it sounds very Christian Gray of you, uh, Pam. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I sign them for my job too. But it, <laughs> the the famous and the infamous NDA. NDAs uh, that yes, Anna had to yeah. sign and evaluate. It is fun to dream, Joni. Um, and Joni says, "Fun to dream. Enjoy." Yes, Pam. Thank please you. enjoy. And I, I'm hoping that everyone has a lovely week. And we look forward to uh, seeing you all next week. See you all then. Have a great, great week. So let me leave you with, ah, Nora Jones, come away with me. Ah, love Nora Jones. I just hearted that. <sighs> Have a great week. You too. On a mountain. Thank you. Come away with me and I'll never stop loving you. Come away with me in the night.